And uh, here we go. You are listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel on this January the 14th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the line is Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Well, we're doing actually pretty good in the United States in regard to the subject we're going to be talking about, because you sent me an article from Open Doors, and they were highlighting the impact of religious persecution worldwide. And they named the 10 top countries that persecuted Christians. United States wasn't among them, of course. And I don't remember the last time I really was persecuted for being a even a Lutheran pastor in the United States. Have you had any real experience of persecution? Not, not to the level that uh, these articles talk about. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have been. I don't know if um, they make fun of you or cause uh, uh, try to cause you some discomfort in a community, but nothing nothing to the degree that uh, they're facing in these other countries. Yes, and the, and the article kind of zeroed in, uh, highlighting the impact of the Chinese virus or COVID-19 on religion persecution, and that was kind of surprising to me. Uh, for example, they talked about in India, the... Uh, 80% of Christians who had received the pandemic and from its partner organizations reported that they have been turned away from food distribution points because of their faith. And others reported that they have been passed over for employment because of their Christian stance. Yeah, that that I thought was quite shocking. I mean, we're we're not used to it in this this country, you know, regardless of race, color, or creed, or or religion. We we would go ahead and 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 feed a person if they were hungry. Very well said. Uh, I don't know of any Christian congregation when they open up their food banks that they decide, well, this is only going to go to Christians. It doesn't matter who walks in, a Muslim, atheists, agnostics, they will receive food if they need it. And I'm not aware of any organization that jeopardizes that right for people. So I don't see that happening in the United States like they are in other no. countries. And, and I've seen it uh, in local communities where the ministerial association sets up a food bank or finances uh, in, in in their uh, association to take care of anybody, whether they're Christian or non-Christian. So it's just uh, it's somewhat foreign to our thinking to hear that somebody's turned away because they believe in Jesus, not to be fed. Yeah, they even note that some people walk miles 
and then hide their religious affiliation in order to get food. And that's really sad. Right. And uh, it, it seems it, it, this persecution seems to rise out of out of uh, false religions like Hindu, Muslim. Well, they're using the pandemic as an excuse uh, to take advantage. Now, there are some Christians who believe that's also true uh, here in the United States. For example, I was talking to one of our listeners to KFUO, and she thinks the government is just wrong uh, to restrict how many people can come to worship. Um, and, and I was yeah. telling her, no, I didn't think that was wrong. There are, in the past times, when there were restrictions due to illness, etc., and I don't know how much an effect that's really having. Well, it. it uh, I know here in Illinois they 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 gave some tried to give some restrictions, but have opened it up. But uh, the churches, regardless of uh, denomination, has kind of kind of held to some guidelines like wearing masks and things like this. And yes. their attitude was. You know, if they if they don't, and somebody becomes ill, were they the cause? So they err on the side of caution. Yes, um, a lot of the churches pews are roped off, so that where you sit it is hopefully at least six feet away from someone else. And there are certain things that we abide. For example, when was the last time? You heard of a pastor at the end of the service go to the narthex and shake hands with everybody. Right. It's a, it's a hand wave. Yes. Uh, even the doctors I go to, they uh, have what they, I guess I would call the elbow touch. Oh, yeah. And they put uh, their elbow uh, out and... Now I have I've seen that personally, you know, among among friends and family or something of that nature, but not uh, not uh, doc, you know, doctors. That's the first for me. Well, we haven't been in our kids' homes for a long time. I think April, and therefore Thanksgiving, we were home alone. Christmas, we were home alone. I'm talking about myself and my wife. And we're now taking a look for Easter. And hopefully uh, something may come about where you can get inoculated and be protected. But there's no assurance of that. Huh. Now, see, we, we were home alone for, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But uh, we got together the week before or the week after and uh you know everything seemed to be okay i mean we were we uh, part of the family was down in kentucky and it's interesting down there because uh it's kind of wear the mask or don't wear the mask there but in uh some of the interdenominational churches down there not the lutherans but uh interdenominational churches they they 
said no mask and they've they've had high incidences of uh COVID nineteen. Yes. And I I know one lady refused to wear a mask. She was older and she had some I think it was lung issues that if she wore a mask she would get out of breath real quickly. And so she was willing to sit in an area of the church where nobody else was, but the pastor wouldn't permit that. And that was a reason she left the church. Well, a lot of the, the churches um, provide a liturgy or a service online and from their internet connections. Um, there's also some television programming, like we have out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, this uh, Worship Anew. It's uh, on the cable here on Sundays for half an hour. Is that done by the seminary there? It's on the seminary grounds, but uh, yeah. it's its own organization. And uh, they have uh, former professors of, of the seminary preach. But prim- primarily they have uh, area pastors uh, preach. They've got like six of them, and they do a rotating on there. And they get choirs from various uh, communities. Now, since COVID, I think they've been using some off of their film bank. Right. I just saw a big choir, must have been 50, 60 men and women, and none of them were wearing masks. So that was probably something that had been uh, videotaped prior to this illness happening. Right. And the the thing I like about Worship Anew is they've got uh, uh, very good law and gospel, a nice message, uh, lessons for the day, and uh, prayers, as well as the singing of the choir. What they don't have is the Lord's Supper. Right. Now, there was a congregation or two where the pastor, uh, through video, would take a look at the sacrament, say the words over it, and then the people in their houses would go ahead and have the Lord's Supper. And our Commission on Theology and Church Relations has come out somewhat opposed to that because it really isn't what Jesus was talking about when he talks about how the Lord's Supper should be done. Plus, there's no pastoral discretion as to who would receive the body and blood of Christ if that is even occurring, you know, over the airways. Yeah, good point. Well taken. But what we're talking about, the the Internet or TV or something like that, that Open Doors article brought up the surveillance state where, uh, like in China, they're using cameras, the Internet, digital means to to hunt down Christians and uh, persecute them as well. That's a, a concern or problem that's starting to arise in our world. Yes, um, they mentioned in regard to that, that for the 20th year in a row, North Korea leads the organization's annual World Watch list. 
as being that country that does that the most. In fact, uh, they have a list of the 10 countries. If you have that in front of you, do you want to read that? Go ahead. North Korea is number one. Number two is Afghanistan, Somalia, Liberia, Pakistan, Eritrea, Sudan, Yemen, Iran, and India. You know what those those 10 have in common? No. They're, they're either African or Asian. That's where the majority of the uh, uh, the uh, persecution is coming from. If you were to go to the top 20, you would also include China in that. China made the top 20. So uh, Asia and Africa seems to be a, a high point. And as a center, I know that uh, we're involved with uh, World Relief and Human Care in Sierra Leone and uh, its neighboring countries in Africa helping out. Yeah, that was really where a lot of damage was done by that huge wave that came over that area of the sea. And we even lost the president of the Lutheran Church in Sierra Leone. He was on a train that got hit uh, by the water, and people died on the train. Well, one of the articles I read said the Lutheran Church came back very strong in that area based upon some of the problems that they had. Well, what happened is that Lutherans went to the country, and they began to help in the rebuilding of homes, giving food and clothing. And see, a lot of these people were under this idea that whatever happens to you, you deserve. And so they were wondering, why are you Lutherans doing this? It gave the opportunity for us to share the message of Jesus Christ as to what he did for us. And that's why we were doing it for them. And I know of at least three new Lutheran congregations that came about in Sierra Leone uh, because of that kind of work. And that was our own uh, World Relief and Human Care Organization that was so active in, in that area. Yeah, that's been a lot of money that's come into the Synod our denomination, to help out in various areas, like Hades, another example, although it wasn't on the list. There's not a persecution of Christians there as they are in these other countries. And I think you made a good point that a lot of the persecution comes about by false religions. Yeah, that yeah, it really breaks down into that old adage that, that we've talked about that there's really two two religions. There's the one that uh, God's done it for us, and there's mankind that says we got to do something in order to get our salvation. And they look at the Christian and say, it's, "quote too easy. All you have to do is believe." Right. I talked about that yesterday on Walther's A Law and Gospel. And the point I was referring to is Walther said, you know, people are really in trouble. They're having a lot of suffering. And then here comes the Bible and tells them that Jesus Christ 
will relieve them of their suffering and their concerns of heaven, and yet people will not believe it because they think it's such a great gift that you have to do something to earn it. So the law is very important to these religions. And unfortunately, Christianity is a gospel religion that gives the gift of not only the forgiveness of sins, but heaven as your home. Mm. So really, in the midst of this pandemic, COVID-19, it's kind of a reminder to us to to help organizations like Human uh, World Relief and Human Care or our local food banks and things of that nature to reach out, not as something that, that earns us the right of salvation, but it's in response to the fact that we believe in Christ as our Lord and Savior. We want to reach out and help. That's a really good point to be made because in a lot of these religions, when there is a death of someone, they often will talk about how what a wonderful person they were and all the good things they did as though that is a comfort. I remember a member of mine, her sister was married to a Jehovah Witness and she had surgery and she was unconscious and she needed a blood transfusion, but her husband, Jehovah Witness, wouldn't permit it. So mm. she ended up dying. And I went to the funeral uh, at the Jehovah Witness place with her. And the, I don't know if you call him a pastor or whatever, the head of the Jehovah Witness church was talking about how what a wonderful person she was, and then on Judgment Day, God will bring her back into existence. And I talked to the sister on the way home, and she said, whatever he was talking about, I did not recognize he was talking about my sister because she wasn't that good. Oh, my goodness. Kind of a reminder that we, at the beginning of the service, when we make confession of sins, you know, we recognize that uh, we're poor, miserable sinners in need of God's grace. And uh, we call upon him for his mercy, and we get that to the absolution that he forgives all our sins through Jesus Christ. Yeah, one of the liturgies even speaks about there's nothing we can do to get rid of our sins. And that's uh, really important. That That's what proper repentance is is recognizing that we're just not offending other people, but we're offending God himself. And that's proper repentance. And as C.F.W. Walther said, once a person comes to that point, they need to hear the message of the gospel as soon as possible so they don't fall into total despair concerning their salvation. Good point. Got another question for you. Yes. What are we to make of all these persecutions, the pandemic, and in, in, in the midst? Is this part of what we run across in Revelation? So, some of the disasters that have fallen upon mankind? Well, I would say that even in the day that Jesus was living, remember, he gave the information that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed, which occurred in 70 AD. 
And so you can only imagine how many of the Jews in Jerusalem and throughout the nation of Israel felt that what was God doing? And that was centuries ago. So there's never a time in the history of the church where the promises of suffering ever get minimized. And God mm. permits suffering in order to bring us back to him, just like a little child. They like to become independent, but if they fall down and hurt their knee or their arm, they're going to call for their parents for help. And that's how God sets up suffering. Not that there's any promise that we won't endure it, but there is a promise that it will work out to our good as we turn to him for help. It's kind of like uh, what Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, we see death all around us. Yeah, we are to fear no evil. Fear no evil. For you are with me. It's huge when a person is in Christ. There's nothing that happens to them that God isn't watching and permitting. And therefore, even when, from our point of view, suffering occurs, and that's occurring for many Christians in these 10 countries and other countries, God is aware of it. And it's amazing how many stories you hear, real stories, real history of how these people have overcome the persecution and refused to not to deny Jesus as their savior. Yeah, right. And to me, it's an amazing faith that uh, no matter what, they're not going to give up what, what uh, they've come to learn and know and, and believe and trust in those promises of the gospel. And that faith includes the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, for of such is the kingdom of God. And you don't think that persecution is a blessing, but it will definitely strengthen the faith of a Christian. And during this time, one of the statistics I heard that a lot of churches that have remained open are still only receiving about 25% of their normal attendance on a Sunday morning. So, yeah, they're, they're concerned, you know, with catching the COVID. And, and uh, I think, too, that they listen online to, to that. Many that I talk to that don't go have picked up good Missouri Senate uh, services or uh, like Worship Anew and some of the others to listen that way. So I know that they're out there. Well, when the congregations I'm serving in Illinois, there were four of them, they stopped having worship services for a while. And so what I did was what other pastors were doing. I sent them the sermon that I had prepared, and that was on their website. I, I did a Bible study by phone on Wednesday nights. And then each week I would also send them a video that they could see on their website that made a point that the sermon was making. And I would use real life situations 
uh, to show how God is still at work with his people. And you made reference in a, in a veiled way on Monday when you did the Old Testament lesson on Samuel, where uh, Samuel said, you know, speak, your servant hears you when he heard the voice of God. And we do that through the word, the sermons, the liturgy, the hymns, the lessons that, that we we speak to. They're, they're just sitting down, at, or as you mentioned, sitting down and reading the Bible at home is to hear God's word. Yeah, I said that that verse ought to be on the door of every church. Speak for mm-hmm. your servant heareth and listens. And and also means to believe it. And that's where you hear God talking to you in the liturgy, the hymns, the sermon. And especially now in those situations where we're able to have the Lord's Supper and uh, also a baptism of children, which I also did uh, just a couple of months ago. So the church keeps on going and we can thank God we don't have the persecution that other Christians have uh, throughout the world. Right. And it's a reminder to us to, to, to help them out as best that we can. And whether here in the United States or across the world uh, with organizations such as World Relief and Human Care. Okay. Tomorrow's Law and Gospel, Open Mic Friday where we will respond to letters we received. God bless you. Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.